Thrive Church Online. My name is Kathy. I'm going to be your online host for today. If it's your first time here, you are VIP, so please let us know by texting you at 604-285-5770 and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. Parents, don't forget to go to mythrive.info slash thrivekids to access the Thrive Kids curriculum. There you can find the worship video, the lesson video, a resource sheet that you can download, print, and do with your kids, and there's going to be Zoom classes every Sunday between 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. Guys, I just checked my credit card statement for this month and it's telling me that my Uber Eats expenses have gone up by 200%. Getting takeout and delivery has become such a big part of my life during COVID-19. I literally cannot go a single week without ordering takeout. We love our proactive church, so I would love to know what local restaurant that you love to order takeout from. Love to see all your beautiful faces to take a selfie of yourself tuning today post it on your social media using hashtag thrive church online are you ready for today's message i'm now going to pass the time over to pastor jv and i'll see you all later Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and I'm so thrilled to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church Online. If this is your first time here, you are what we call our VIP. We're so glad that you've come to join us today. Whether you stumbled upon us online or a friend invited you here, we're just so glad that you're here. In fact, we've got a special gift to give to you just to say thank you so much for joining us today. If you go to mythrive.info and touch the button that says new to Thrive, We've got a very special stainless steel Thrive Church water bottle that we would love to send straight to your door just to say thank you so much for joining us here today at Thrive Church Online. In fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome one another to church today? If you've got a chat room in front of you, would you use that chat room? Welcome our VIPs. Welcome everyone there. If you're sitting beside someone, would you give them a high five, a handshake, a hug, or an air high five, an air handshake, an air hug, whatever's appropriate. Let's just welcome one another to the house of God today. You guys are an amazing church, and we are so glad that you're here. Whether it's your first time here or you've been here before, a big welcome to Thrive Church Online. Before we get into the message today, a couple things we want to let you know about that we're super excited about is that we've got something happening on February the 7th. It is something we're super excited about. It's called Thrive Discipleship School. And at TDS, it's one of the best things we do here at Thrive. For those of you who want to grow in your relationship with God in 2021, this is for you. It's seven weeks of a number of powerful lessons that will help equip you and help you learn to grow in your relationship with God, not just academic stuff, but ways that you can experience more of God's power and presence in your life, and you don't want to miss it. In fact, we had our last session of TDS, Thrive Discipleship School, just a few months ago, and some of our graduates from that, they had some really good feedback for us. They said, you know, TDS helped me to know God more, to learn what it means to follow Christ, to grow deeper in my relationship with God. The course is great for building a strong foundation to deal with things which hinder us and to learn how to pray and read the Bible. Another person they said about TDS and their experience in it, they said TDS is really legit. You get to learn more about how to deepen your faith with God and take it to the next level. The courses are rich in content and make you reflect deeply on various topics. TDS, something we've made just especially for people here at Thrive. You can take that this coming February 7th. You can go to mythrive.info to register for that. It's going to be one of the most awesome decisions you make uh, if you register. Encourage you to do so. Turn your neighbors and say, get ready for TDS. Get ready for TDS. Another thing I want to let you know about real quick is on February the 14th. That's right, February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. It's also Family Day weekend. We've got something really special going on here at Thrive Church Online. We want to do a relationships Q&A. And what we want to do is we want to give you guys an opportunity to ask whatever questions you might have, whether it's about dating or relationships or marriage or parenting or family. You want to send your questions in? You can do so. You can give your questions anonymously. You can go to my Thrive 
www.relationshipqr.info and touch the button that says Relationship Q&A. You can also text us at 604-285-5770. We'd love to take in your questions and try to get to as many of them as we can on that very special day. I think it's going to be a lot of fun on February 14th for Relationship Q&A. Are you guys ready for the message here today? I'm so excited to bring the message to you right now. So why don't you grab your Bibles? This is a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message. We do this every week. Why don't you grab your Bible if you have one and why don't you hold it up in the air. If you didn't bring a Bible, maybe your friend brought a Bible. You can point to their Bible just for fun. And this is a way for us to get our hearts ready as we get ready for God's Word right now. Let's say this together in a big loud voice. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's Word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's Word can come in and change my life and I will never be the same. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, today we are continuing into episode two of a brand new series we started here at Thrive last week. It is called Heart at Rest. I want to say Heart at Rest. And in this series called Heart at Rest, we're talking about how do you have a rested heart in the midst of a restless world? That when there's so much unrest going on, whether it's politically, economically, health-wise, COVID-19, how do you, in the midst of all this unrest, have and maintain a rested heart, a heart that is at rest? And if you missed last week's episode, I highly encourage you to check out last week's episode. Today, we're talking about Heart at Rest in another way, and I'm I'm so excited to bring this message to you. Let me just first off say that if you are new to Thrive, if you're new to church entirely, you've never been to church before, or, you know, the Bible, Jesus, all that stuff is kind of new to you, can I just say that we are so thrilled that you're here. And we hope that you'll find that Thrive Church is a safe place where you can call it home, you can find community, you can find some hope and some encouragement to help you uh, along the way. And if you've got specific questions that you have on your mind, you know, uh, how can there be a loving God in a world that's full of suffering? Uh, you know, there's a serious we did just very recently called Overcome My Unbelief. And we encourage you to check that out uh, later on today or later on this week and hope that you find resources at mythought.info that are going to help you along whatever point in the journey you might be on today. Well, let's begin episode two of Heart at Rest. Let me begin by asking this question. What is one thing that all of us do before we go to bed or before we leave our car or before we leave work? What is one thing that we all of us tend to do? All of us tend to have one thing in common that we do. We all turn on a security system. And by security system, that might simply mean that you make sure that the doors are locked, you make sure that the gate is closed, you make sure that you're logged out of your account. For others of us, it might be something more sophisticated. Maybe you turn on those cameras, or you turn on that computer, or you, you know, push beep, and it arms the whole entire building. Uh, maybe you are you know, more you know, primitive in your way of security systems. You use durian. Uh, I know one family that uses durian as a security system because it's you know, sharp on the outside, it's stinky on the inside, so they feel like they can like ward off off people from their house, and if, uh, if at the end they can also eat durian as their security system. But here's the thing, is that we tend to rest easier when we know that we are secure and well-protected. And here's the thing, today we're talking about God's security system for your life, is that what God's protection looks like, what kind of protection that we have in God, and how you can turn that protection on so that it protects your life and the lives of one of the people you love. Now, especially in a time like COVID-19, there are all sorts of things that can cause people to not have peace in this time. And I couldn't think of a more relevant message to give you on this day. If you find yourself worried often that, oh, what if a bad thing happens to me? What if bad things happen to people I love? If you could just generally use some more peace during this season of life, then I think you're really going to benefit from today's message. We're going to learn about God's most incredible tech protection that he makes available to everyone who trusts in him. And we're going to look at that from one of the most beautiful Psalms in the Bible, Psalm 91. If you've got your Bibles, go to the middle of your Bible. Psalm 91 is where we're going to be today. And I'm going to encourage you to read this out loud in a big, loud voice. We're going to start with verse one right now. Psalm 91 verse one says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. See, what does that mean? Whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. Know this is that when you read the Bible and you see 
uh, you know, in talking about the, the, the shadow of God, the shadow of the Almighty. God's shadow in the Bible is a picture of God's protection. And so when it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, what is it basically saying is that when you live under God's protection, you can rest easy. You can have a heart that is at rest. No matter what else around you is going on, no matter how much unrest is going on in the lives of other people around you, you can have a heart at rest when you live under God's protection. And it's for that reason that today, the message I'm here to share with you is called Rest in God's Protection. Rest in God's Protection. Would you turn to your neighbor and just tell them something right now? Tell them, I'm rested because I'm protected. I'm rested because I'm protected. If that's kind of corny for you, you can say something else. I'm telling you, you can say, don't worry, God is protecting me. Don't worry, God is protecting me. We're talking today about resting in God's protection. Look at Psalm 91 verse 1 again. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Do you know that God in the Bible reveals his nature through his names? Is that if you want to know what God is like in the Bible, you want to study the names of God. Because with each name, and there's so many names in the Bible that God gives for himself, that with understanding the names of God, you get to understand God's character, God's heart, what God is like. And there are two names by which God reveals himself in Psalm 91, verse 1. The first name is Elion. El Elyon, which is translated in verse 1 as the Most High. What does El Elyon mean? El Elyon in Hebrew, it means supreme in position. It means that God is supreme in position, that there is no one higher than God. There's, there's no authority that is higher than him. There's no, there's no king that can compare to him, that God is the king of kings. He's the name above every name. He is El Elyon. He is supreme in position. There's a second name in verse 1 of Psalm 91 that we know of God's, and the second name is called El Shaddai, El Shaddai, and that's translated as the Almighty. What does El Shaddai mean? El Shaddai in Hebrew means absolute in power. It means that, you know, some people might have position, but they're not actually really powerful, not God. God is both supreme in position and in actuality, in reality, he is powerful like no other. He is absolute in power. If you believe that, say Amen. And see, here's a, we got two words, two names for God. There's El Elyon, which means most high, supreme in position. There's El Shaddai, which means absolute in power. In fact, there's a song that back in the 1980s became very famous. There's a, a girl called Amy Grant who sang the song and incorporates both of these names. It goes, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Elona Adonai. Age to age, you're still the same by the power of your name. It's talking about those two names of God. And what's the lesson here? The lesson in Psalm 91 verse 1 is saying that whoever dwells in the shelter of El Elyon, the Most High, will rest in the shadow, the protection of the Almighty El Shaddai. In other words, when you dwell in, when you trust in, when you live with the God who is El Elyon, the Most High, who is supreme in position, when you have him in your life, trusting him, you receive the protection of someone who is absolute in power. Someone who is almighty, he is El Shaddai. And you know, my, my sons, Bradley and Caleb, they are both really into a cartoon called Paw Patrol. You guys know Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, he'll be there in a double. And, and see, there's, there's a saying in, with Paw Patrol. They, they say, whenever you're in trouble, just yelp for help. And, and see, I want to tell you this today. Whenever you're in trouble, remember 911. And not just the phone number 911. I want you to remember, whenever you're in trouble, remember Psalm 911. It's because Psalm 91 is talking about a divine protection that is on the lives of those who trust in the Lord, both now and for forever. See, what exactly is this divine protection that is on your life if you trust in the Lord? What kind of protection do you receive? How do you receive this protection? Let's talk about that right now. Psalm 91, verse 2 says this I will say, Say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Let me ask you this question today. Talking about surely we save you from the fowler's snare. Do you guys like watching birds? Any bird watchers here? 
And maybe you know you like to go to Vancouver Island, spend a week just looking at the birds, watching the birds. I'm not a big bird watcher, but let me tell you the top three birds that I like to look at. The top three birds I enjoy looking at, number one, teriyaki chicken, all right? Number two, KFC. Number three is barbecue duck from Richmond Public Market. See, that, that's the, that's the, the Chinese side of me coming out, is that when I see birds, I don't see pets. When I see birds, I tend to see lunch. That's just me. But see, why are we talking about this? Because we're, we're going to look at some birds right now. See, look at verse, uh, verse three. It says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. What's a fowler's snare? A fowler's snare is a bird trap. See, Psalm 91 is comparing you and me to these little, weak, vulnerable birds that someone wants to catch and to trap and to kill. And verse four goes on. It says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. A rampart is another kind of shield. But see, what's verse four saying? It's almost saying that verse three is saying, you know, we are like these weak, vulnerable birds that are prone to wandering, prone to being caught. And to protect us, verse four is saying, God comes almost like this big bird, this mother hen that personally comes to our side and hides us in the shadow of his wings. Is God a bird? No, God's not a bird, but he's using the imagery of this big bird that comes to our side and protects his chicks. In fact, this imagery is all over the Bible. You look at Matthew chapter 23, 37, where Jesus speaks to the city of Jerusalem. He says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, what is Jesus communicating? What is Psalm 91 communicating? Is that God wants to give you his personal protection. Is that God doesn't just want to send a bodyguard or, or, or you know, set up a system. He wants to personally be by your side to protect you because he loves you. Could you tell me and say, God loves you so much? And because God loves you so much, he is committed to protecting you. See, as a dad to my two sons, I'm very protective of my two sons. And you know, I can send them to a babysitter that I trust. I can you know, send them to someone that I, uh, that, that, that I think is going to take care, okay care of them. But my preferred way of protecting my sons, especially at this very young age, is to be by their side. It's to be right there. Because I know that there is no one in the world who loves my sons more than I and, and, and my wife do. And that I will give my life for them if they're in danger. That's, that's a personal commitment I have to protecting my sons. And in the same way, you have a heavenly father who is personally committed to protecting you because he loves you. He wants to come. He's committed to protecting you personally, not just sending someone, but he will actually personally protect you. That's the image that God wants us to have about the kind of protection that God gives to us. And this isn't just an image, but God showed that to us in real time when he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Is that when we were separate from God, when we had no way of reaching him, when our sins, our rebellion against God caused us to be disqualified from God's presence such that we can't have anything to do with God, no matter how good I think I am, no matter how good I try to be, I can't be perfect like God and my own rebellion has caused me to be distant from God, to be away from God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death such that I can't have anything to do with God, not now or forever. I'm subject to separation from God. When that was my plight, when that was my problem, when that was my situation, God didn't just say, oh, to hell with you. Instead, he sent Jesus Christ to step into our human flesh, to become a man who lived unlike anyone else ever lived. And he came and he died on the cross for our sins, and he stretched out his arms on a cross so that underneath the cross, we would find protection for our sins. Underneath the cross, we, would, we can hide in the shadow of his wings. It's, that's God's personal protection for you and for me, it's because he loves you. Oh, come on, if you, if you know that you've got a big hand, a big shout, let's play together right now. That is God's personal protection for you. I see Psalm 91, verse 5. It says, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. We're underlining a couple uh, phrases there because there's something you need to know. Is that God's protection, it says, it's, you will not fear the terror of night or the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the dark or the plague that destroys at midday. See, what is it saying? It's that saying that 
that God's protection for you is a 24-7 protection. At night, in the day, in the dark, in the light, wherever you go, God is your protector. And see, what is this 24-7 protection from? It's like protection from what? See, Psalm 91 verse 5 says, you will not fear the terror of night. What's the terror of night? It includes all the things, all the awful things that can happen to people at night. That's terror of night. You know, it's nightmares, it's violence, it could be anything outside, inside, terror of night. The only one is, nor the arrow that flies by day. What are arrows? Arrows in verse 5 isn't just referring to a stick with a feather on on the back, but it's talking about, you know, missiles. It's talking about bombs. It's talking about guns. It's talking about all, the, all those kind of arrows. Verse 6, it says, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. What's a pestilence? Pestilence that stalks in the darkness are diseases that spread that you cannot see, like COVID-19, for example. And then plagues, including you know, things that are just generally troublesome to people. See, all the, basically, these, these verses, verse 5 and 6, are covering all the possible things that can cause us threats, that can cause us stress, that can cause us to be at unrest, can cause us trouble, and saying that you don't need to fear any of those things because God is protecting you. Now, here's the thing. Is God promising you a trouble-free life? Is that the message of Psalm 91? That, you know, if, if you just trust him, you will never have any trouble. You will never have problems. You will never, ever, ever get sick. You, know, you, you don't have to worry about any of those things. It's, it's, you're not, it's, it's denying the, the fact that there's suffering in this world. No, that's not what Psalm 91 is saying. What Psalm 91 is saying, it's not guaranteeing you will never get sick, but what it's saying is this. It's saying you don't need to live in the constant fear that something bad is going to happen to you. You don't have to live in this constant worry that something bad is going to happen to you or you know, to, 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 to the people around because you know that God is watching over you. You have this 24-7 protection from God that you can rest in because he is your protector. Psalm 91 verse 7 says it this way. It says, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. See, what are these verses saying? It's saying that for those who place their trust in God, there is a protection from God that is measurable, that is tangible. Now, here's a question for you today. If God protects us in these ways, do we need to wear a mask during COVID-19? You know, if, if God protects us in these ways, do we need to, you know, keep washing our hands and physically distancing? And why don't we just gather together as a church as normal, just live life normal, because God's going to protect us anyways? Good question. Let me answer that right now. Let me tell you, God's protection is not an excuse for recklessness. God's protection is not an excuse for carelessness. How do I know that? Well, for example, you look at Matthew chapter four. Satan uses the same verse that we just read in Psalm 91 to tempt Jesus. He tells Jesus, go up to the top of the temple, the highest point of the temple, and throw yourself down if you're the son of God. Because doesn't Psalm 91 say, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in your hands so you won't even strike your foot against a stone. Doesn't it say that, Jesus? So why just throw yourself down right now. What does Jesus reply? Does he do it? Does he go, oh, okay. Uh, no. See, Jesus replies, it is written, you shall not put God to the test. And see, what is Satan doing? Satan is using scripture to get at Jesus. And, he's, and the way he's misusing scripture is he's trying to get Jesus to treat Psalm 91 and the word of God as a license for reckless living. And, and he's basically saying, hey, since God's going to protect you anyway, just jump off, man. Who cares? Just jump off. Just throw it away. Just, th- just see, what, see what God's going to catch you, isn't he? See, here's the thing. God doesn't promise his protection so that we can completely ignore the natural laws he's put in place. See, in fact, God gives us those natural laws so that by understanding those natural laws, we can protect others, we can protect ourselves, we can be good good caretakers of the planet that God has given to us. And so God's protection and God's natural laws aren't enemies. They actually go hand in hand. God doesn't give you his protection and promises protection to you so that you can live this careless, reckless, foolish life. He didn't give you one so you could ignore the other. See, in fact, I heard this, the story, these, there are these three new Christian girls in Korea. There's a Korean pastor who's sharing this with me. He was saying that, you know, they, they're reading the Bible and they read that 
Peter was talking to Jesus and, and Jesus says, come out to me on the water, Peter starts to walk on the water. And they think, oh, you know what? If Jesus could let Peter walk on the water, Jesus can let us walk on the water too. And so they go actually out into the, into the ocean. They try walking on water. They didn't hear word from God to do that. They just went and they did it. And you know what happened? They assumed they were reckless and they drowned. And see, here's the thing. If we treat God's protection as a license for recklessness, you know, we don't respect the, God's natural laws. We don't take care of ourselves physically. You know, we drive recklessly. We're always speeding. You know, we're always overspending financially. We're not, we're not careful with the kind of images or the messages or the entertainment that we feed our minds with. Then guess what? No matter how much you read God's word, no matter how much you go to church, you're still going to get sick. It's because God put natural laws in, not for us to ignore, but it's part of our protection. But if you would be a good steward of what God has given to you, and you would personally trust God to protect you, you can trust that God's protection will be on your life. Amen. See, let me put it this way. You can write this down. If you want God's protection, you need to walk in God's direction. If you want God's protection, you need to walk in God's direction. And so in other words, science matters. Being careful matters. Wisdom matters. Wearing your mask matters. Washing your hands matters. Taking appropriate, reasonable precautions matters. It's about not being reckless, but also not living in fear. Amen. See, now what about, JB, you know, suffering that happens in this world that just seems so unwarranted or so undeserved, so sudden, so accidental? Where was God's protection there? Once again, we don't have time to go into a whole lot of detail on this huge topic. In fact, we looked at this topic as part of our Overcome My Unbelief series last year. You can check that out at mythrive.info. How can a loving God exist in a world full of suffering? We do go into detail on that question in that series, Overcome My Unbelief. But let me just say this right now. Look at verse 9. It says, if you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. See, what's the lesson here? The lesson here is that when you trust in the Lord, even the bad things that happen to you, God can use for good. God will use for good. And the Bible says that God uses all things for the good of those who love him. And see, when I look back at some of the hardest things that I've ever been through, I can say that as hard as it was, God somehow, looking back, I can say, use it for good. You know, for example, when I, when I lost my job, when I was let go from this one company, it was my first job, you know, you know, in, in that, you know, in like kind of after school. And, and, I, and, and when I lost my job, it, they say that losing your job is one of those most stressful things that can happen to you. For some reason, you know, I, it was one of those where, you know, I, I was trying hard, I was doing my best, but, you know, it was one of those things where it just didn't work out. It wasn't the right fit. And they, I remember that day where I'm sitting in my desk and the, the partner in the firm across me was saying, you know, we, we, need, we need to let you go. And I was shocked. I, I wasn't expecting that news. But at the same time, there was for some reason this incredible peace in my heart that God's in control. And, and see, what ended up happening was that losing my job that day, though I didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow, though we had a mortgage to pay, I was getting married, you had a future that was uncertain. The fact is that God used that in a way I could never ask for or imagine. Is that that losing my job on that day actually ended up being one of the best things that happened to us ever. Because you know what? We wouldn't be here today if it weren't for it. We wouldn't be here as Thrive Church today if we weren't for it. Without that, that situation happening, we wouldn't have gone to, to, gone to Taiwan. We wouldn't have connected with an amazing church there. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have gotten to, 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 to learn from my experiences, learn from my mistakes, realizing, you know what? You know what? If I look back, I think I probably, I, I probably fired myself as well. I was just way too young. I just, I just didn't know enough. And, and, and I went to a new firm, and, and, and they offered me a partnership there, but God had different plans. We said, you know, I want you to plant a church in Vancouver. We're commissioned to plant that church. We wouldn't be here at Thrive Church today if it hadn't been for that hard thing that happened. And so even though that was a hard thing at the time, I can look back and said, God used that hard thing for good. If you believe that, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Amen. See what's going on? By allowing that hard thing to happen, God was actually protecting me for something greater. He allowed that to happen, not to be cruel, not because it's just random, he's not there, he doesn't care, but he was actually using it to protect me for a destiny that I didn't have in mind. And see, sometimes, it just goes to show, sometimes when, when God allows things to happen in your life that you didn't expect, you're like, why did that happen? Remember this, sometimes God loves us too much to let us have our own way. 
Sometimes God loves us too much to let us have our own way, such that he will allow things that we would have never asked for, things that we would never want to have happen to us. He will use it and allow it, not because he himself loves to see us punished or loves to see us you know, sad, but he does it because he's got a greater purpose in mind. He's writing a greater story with your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is writing a greater story. God is writing a greater story. When you trust in God, you ultimately cannot lose because God is using everything that happens in your life, even the worst things for good. Even if you die today, hey, guess what? You've got Jesus, you're going to heaven. Isn't that good? That is a great thing. So death, even death is a gain, Paul says. You know, it's like you know, everything, even sickness, God can use. Every good, every, everything that we don't ask for, that we don't want, God can use every single one of them for good because that's the good God that we serve. Psalm 91 verse 13 says this. It says, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. What's it talking about here? See, Psalm 91, in in this we learn another aspect of God's protection for those who trust in him. What is that protection? It's protection from evil spirits, victory over evil spirits. See, the Bible acknowledges the reality of a spiritual battle that goes on in our lives. That there is this cosmic spiritual battle that goes on between good and evil. Ephesians 6 says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the powers, the rulers, the spiritual force of evil in the heavenly realms. In other words, it's not just about us here, but there is a battle going on between God and Satan. And you're going to find this is that in the Bible, the lion is sometimes used as a symbol, a picture for Satan. The serpent is also used. If you read Genesis 3, is a picture for Satan. You know, 1 Peter describes Satan as a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And see, look at Psalm 91 verse 13. It says, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. It's this idea that when you trust in God, When you trust in the Lord, there is a protection over your life such that you can have victory even in spiritual warfare. You can have victory over Satan, over spiritual warfare, over over, over evil spirits. Keith and Debbie Jagger, they're this missionary couple that went to Ghana, Africa. They went to a village called Wa, which is about 30,000 people. And one day, you know, you know, Debbie, the wife, she is, she's in the kitchen. She's working on stuff. And there's this heavy shelf that is fixed very securely to the wall. And for some reason, for reasons unbeknownst to them, the, the, the shelf just falls. It lands on top of her. It hits her head. There's a gash on her head. There's blood all over. She goes to the doctor to get stitched up. And the doctor says, has anything else weird been happening to you guys? And Debbie was like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, my, my, my husband, Keith, like, he was fixing our door the other day. And then there was, like, as he's fixing the door, as he's fixing the door, there's like this nail that flies right by his head. It just grazes his eye. And we're like, where did that come from? And see, the doctor knew something that Debbie and Keith didn't. And he told Debbie, he said, I don't know if you know this, but just recently, just a few days ago, there was a group of Muslim men who have come to their village. And for several days, they've been putting voodoo curses on your home. And Later on that week, at about 1.45 a.m. at night, while they're sleeping, they hear this banging on the door. And they actually have a guard at the front of the door, this guy who watches. And the guy starts banging on the door, saying, armed robbers are here, armed robbers are here, they're coming. And, 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 and then they looked out the window, they could see these two men, hooded men, going and running across the yard. Three other men are following them. And they tried calling the police, the phone line was dead. They, they, and, and this is what they said, I'll let them say it in their words. Keith and Deb, they said, you know, immediately we just started to pray. We prayed God's protection on ourselves, on our property, we just prayed. And then Debbie said, the Lord's said to me, Debbie, Psalm 91, you have been with me in that secret place. Now just stand in my shadow. And the man, uh, you know, there's, there's a number of men they, 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 they're, they're walking around the house. Finally, when they break into the house, Debbie and Keith, they run into the bathroom. They hide in the shower. And all of a sudden, they can hear the men going from room to room, ransacking the house, yelling, looking for people, looking for stuff, looking for other things. And, and, and finally, they, 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 they hear footsteps approaching the bathroom where they're in. And there's silence. And they thought, okay, I think maybe they've gone. But then more men come. And they hear on the outside of that bathroom door, they're here. And they start opening the door. 
And all the time they're praying, they're thinking this is the end, but they're praying, they're thinking Psalm 91, Psalm 91, just stand in my shadow, Psalm 91, and, and they are freaking out, but they, but they ask, the, the, they, they, they get Debbie and Keith to walk out of the shower, and, and this is what Debbie said. Debbie said, when we stepped out of that bathroom and into that hall, we stepped into the presence of the Spirit of God. The power and the glory of God fell so strong that you could feel the walls rattling. Debbie couldn't stand up. Keith had to literally hold uh, her up at one point. It was not from fear because fear was gone. The men demanded money. Keith had a $100 bill. He handed it over and said, in the name of Jesus. And at that moment, he said, I noticed instantly at that moment that as he said, in Jesus' name, both their heads, these men, both their heads, I mean, it was in sync, it was simultaneous. The power of God was so strong there that they backed up from us and they were the ones who had guns. The five men went into the living room as Keith and Debbie stayed in the bedroom. The Jaggers waited an hour expecting the terror to continue, but nothing happened. Keith and Debbie heard the men leave the house and drive off in their car and they never returned. And see, from that experience, Debbie and Keith, they said, Psalm 91 has become a part of who we are. Verse 14 says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I'll protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him with long life. I'll satisfy him and show my salvation. He says, Psalm 91 is what keeps us going. Isn't that amazing? And see, that amazing protection that Debbie and Keith experienced because they are in Jesus Christ is the same protection that God offers you and to me, is that the God, the same God who protected them is the same God who protects you and me today if you trust in Jesus. Verse 13 says, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample upon the great lion and the serpent. This is actually, ultimately, this is a picture of Jesus Christ overcoming the enemy. Jesus Christ stamping and crushing the head of the servant. And because we are in Jesus Christ, because our trust is in Jesus, who not only died on the cross for our sins and conquered sin for us, but he rose from the grave and conquered death for us, that because we are in Jesus Christ, we have God's protection over our lives in the same way that God protects his own son, Jesus. Oh, come on, if you believe that, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place right now. Amen. It's because in Jesus Christ, you have protection from and authority over the enemy, over evil spirits. And so whenever you sense the enemy is attacking you, and don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna say when anything bad happens to you, that's, that's always the devil. You, you, you get pulled over for speeding, and, you know, and the, 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 the policeman goes, why were you speeding? Oh, the devil made me do it. You know, that, that, that's not the, like, it, it's, it's, but there are gonna be times when you might sense something just really unusual going on in your life, where it might just be an attack from the enemy. In those times, you can say with the authority that God has vested in you through Jesus Christ, you can say, enemy, in Jesus' name, get away from me. Enemy, in Jesus' name, get away from my home. Enemy, in Jesus' name, get away from my marriage. Enemy, in Jesus' name, get away from my kids, get away from my family. Because what is that? Is that, is that you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. That is you exercising the authority you have in Jesus to secure God's protection over your life. If you believe that, say amen. And see, how do you activate God's protection over your life? See, let me tell you it this way. Believe you have God's protection as you walk in God's direction. Believe you have God's protection as you walk in God's direction. Let me give you three ways you can do that. Three ways you can rest in God's protection as we end off today. Number one, number one, if you want to rest in God's protection, declare that you personally believe and trust in Jesus. Declare that you personally believe and trust in Jesus. Psalm 91 verse two says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. What is the, what is the psalmist saying? The psalm, and a lot of people think that it might be Moses who actually wrote this, is that, is that the psalmist is saying that this isn't just God, some faraway thing out there, you know, abstract, distant from me. He's, he's making it personal. He's saying, this is my God. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God in whom I trust. What is he doing? He's 
declaring that he personally trusts in the Lord. And see, you, you, you're going to find this, is that when you declare that you are personally trusting in Jesus, what you're really saying is when it comes to eternity, when it comes to my salvation, when it comes to my forgiveness of sin, when it comes to getting to God, when it comes to protection over my life, it's not just me trusting in what I've done, but I'm trusting in what Jesus Christ has done for me. That's you declaring your trust in Jesus. One of the most practical ways you can do that is you can get baptized. You can say, I believe in Jesus. I'm a sinner who needs a savior. I know that savior is Jesus. You get baptized. That's one of the awesome ways you can declare that you personally trust in Jesus Christ. Number two is if you want to rest in God's protection, seek to honor God in all that you do. Seek to honor God in all that you do. It's not that God's protection is something that we earn with our good works, but it's this. God gives us his word for our protection. God gives us his commands. He gives us the Bible, not so that we just have a bunch of do's, do's and don'ts to follow, not just so that we can have some rule book, but it's, it's for our protection. God's word is not, you know, prison bars to limit your freedom. It's like guardrails on a highway to keep you from falling into the ditch. And when you will seek to honor God by obeying his commands, doing the right thing, there is naturally a protection that comes to your life because of it. But let me tell you this, every person who's placed their trust in Jesus has double protection. You know why? Because the first layer of protection is you seeking to honor God in all that you do. You try to obey God, do the right thing. There's a protection that comes with that, the Bible says. But there's a second layer of protection that comes over your life when you trust in Jesus. And it's because this, look at Psalm 91 verse 14. It says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I'll protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Do you know what the these verses are ultimately talking about, they're ultimately talking about Jesus. Is that because Jesus loves me, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For Jesus acknowledges my name. The fact is this, not a single one of us can say that we've obeyed God perfectly. Not a single one of us can say that in everything we've ever done, we have honored God. We haven't. We've all made mistakes that we can't erase. Praise God, God's mercy is bigger than our mistakes. But here's the thing, Jesus, he obeyed God perfectly. He honored the Father in every single way. And he has a protection on his life that is unlike anyone else, and because you trust in Jesus, and your life is in Jesus, if God's protection is over Jesus, guess what? God's protection, this extra layer of even greater protection through Jesus, is in your life as well. If you believe it, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place right now. You are doubly protected. There is a double layer of protection over your life. Amen. Amen. So seek to honor God in all that you do. Finally, we're going to close with this one. If you want to rest in God's protection, number three, receive and declare God's word with faith. Receive and declare God's word with faith. You know, in, in 1854, 1854, 19th century now, the world at that time was dealing with another pandemic. It wasn't COVID-19. It was a bacterial infection uh, that, that, that spreads, that, that affects the small intestine. It's called cholera. And there was a cholera pandemic that was killing people all across the world. And from 1853 to 1854, just a span of one year, they say that in Great Britain alone, 23,000 people died of cholera. And Charles Spurgeon, He's actually perhaps arguably the most famous pastor from the 19th century, one of them. Charles Spurgeon, he was a young pastor working in London in the middle of this pandemic. And every day, Charles Spurgeon, he's, he's called to the bedsides of people who are sick, people of different backgrounds, different religions. And he, he writes this about his experience during that pandemic. He says in 1853, 1854, he says, family after family summoned me to the bedside of the smitten. And almost every day I was called to visit the grave. I became weary in body and sick at heart. My friends seemed falling one by one and I felt or fancied that I was sickening like those around me. I, a little more work and weeping, a little, sorry, a little more work and weeping would have laid me low among the rest. In other words, he felt like just a little bit more and I'm gonna die as who? And he said, I felt that the burden was heavier than I could bear, and I was ready to sink under it. So this guy's tremendously stressed. He's, his, his heart is heavy. He feels like any moment he could get cholera as well. And this is what he said. One day after returning from the funeral, Spurgeon, he, he's passing by this shoe store. 
and he sees in the shoe store window this piece of paper that's taped to the window. It wasn't an ad, it wasn't a marketing tool, but someone had written in what he said, good, bold handwriting. He, 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 they, they wrote the words of Psalm 91. And they wrote Psalm 91, verse 9 and 10, says, If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. And see, Spurgeon, he looks at that piece of paper that's on that shoe store window. He reads Psalm 91, and he says, he writes about his experiences, the effect upon my heart was immediate. I felt secure. I felt refreshed. I felt no fear of evil, and I suffered no harm. And he would go on to minister in this calm, peaceful spirit, and he would write this about his experience. He said that though faith claims no merit of its own, yet the Lord rewards it wherever he sees it. In other words, you know, it's not that our faith earns us any protection as if we deserve it, but just faith activates God's protection. It's like, it's like a little light switch that, you know, you, you, you don't, unless you turn it on, you're not going to see the power. Unless you turn it on, you're not going to see its effects. But when you turn on that light switch called faith, all of a sudden things get brighter. All of a sudden you can see the power. See what happened is that not only did, 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 did Charles Spurgeon, was he able to, to survive that pand- pandemic, but he came out of that pandemic stronger than ever because he received and declared God's word by faith. And he went on to not just survive, but he went on and ended up going to become to serve God in even more powerful ways after that pandemic. The best was yet to come for him. And see, it just goes to show that even when death and restlessness are all around us, you can have a heart at rest when you declare and receive God's word by faith. When you say, you know, regardless of what else is happening in this world, God is the supreme in, in position. God, he is El Shaddai. He is absolute in power, and he is committed to personally protecting me 24-7 from pestilence, from plague, from evil spirits, from any kind of trouble. He is here to protect me. Even the bad things that happen to me, he's going to use for good. When you have that in your life, you can have a heart that is at rest. And see, there's this divine power and protection that get activated in your life when you combine faith with the word of God. It's one thing to read God's word. It's one thing to, you know, to, to listen to God's word, but it's another thing to say, I believe it and I'm going to count on it. I'm going to trust in it. I'm going to bank on it. I'm going to bet on it with my life because it's only when you do that that you see the power of God's word and the power of God's protection over your life in all of its fullness. Oh, come on. Give God a big hand, a big shout in this place right now. Amen. Oh, come on. There's more than you than that. Give God all of your praise in this place. Whenever you're in trouble, just remember 911. 911, Psalm 91, verse 1. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You know, they say that Jewish rabbis, whenever there's someone who's sick, they will often take Psalm 91 to the bedside of that person. And they'll even say, you know, if you recite Psalm 91 seven times, faith will be in your heart. It's not a legalistic thing, but it's just this idea that when you meditate on Psalm 91 and on the promises of God over and over, the promise of God's protection. You just meditate on it. You think on it. That you receive it by faith. You declare it by faith. That it is like this sword that cuts through the darkness of your fear. It's like a sword that cuts through your worry. It's like a sword that cuts through the darkness that you're, that's in your life today. And in just a minute, I'm going to, since there's power in God's word, and there's even more power when we read God's word with faith, I'm going to invite you to read God's word with me in just a bit. But before we do that, I want to give an opportunity to those of you who want to say, God, I personally trust in your son, Jesus. Maybe you're here today, you're new to Thrive, new to church. This is your first time to ever hear that God loves you, that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, for you. The greatest protection you could ever know starts when you open up your heart to Jesus and say, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner who needs a savior. I admit that I've done stuff that I can't erase, but thank you that you died on the cross for my sins so that I could be forgiven, so that I could have a new start. And if that's you in this place and you realize that you are missing that forgiveness that God makes available through Jesus, you need that forgiveness. You need that peace. You want the security of knowing where you're going to go after you die. You want the security of knowing that your sins are forgiven. Then I want to encourage you to do this right now with me is that we're going to pray a prayer. Is that, and that prayer, it's not so much the words that you speak as much the attitude of your heart, but you know, to the extent that it helps, we want to give you a prayer that you can pray to receive Jesus Christ's forgiveness, his peace, his presence in your life. 
and to start a relationship with him. And if that's you, if you know that you need that and you want that, you want to make Jesus your refuge, then I'm going to encourage you right now to scan that, you know, that, that QR code that's on your screen or you can click the link that's in your chat room right now. It's going to take you to a prayer that you can pray to receive Jesus Christ into your life. And, and maybe you, you're, you're kind of like, oh, how do I, I'm going I'm to help you with that. I'm, we're going to do this together right now. And, and I'm going to lead you through it so that you don't feel like you're doing it alone. And so just do that right now. If you, you realize that you need Jesus in your life, you want Jesus in your life, you want to invite Jesus to come and to give you the protection that only he can give you, then I'm encouraging you just to scan that QR code right now. And as you scan that QR code, as you're touching that link, you're going to be sent to a, a prayer that we're going to pray together right now. And uh, whether you've got that prayer in front of you or not, you can pray this prayer with me right now. This is us receiving Jesus into our lives. Why don't you lift up your hand? This is uh, an expression of your need for Jesus. And let's open up your heart as we pray this prayer together. You can repeat after me. You can say, Dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart and I ask you, please forgive me of all my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what Jesus has done for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer just now and you meant that from your heart, the Bible has an amazing promise for you, is that you are forgiven of your sins. You're a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. And the best is yet to come. And we've got a special gift to give you just to congratulate you on this great decision, this great prayer that you've prayed. And uh, it's nothing too mystical, nothing too spiritual. It's actually a, a coffee mug with a Starbucks gift card in there just to celebrate this moment. But there's also a couple of resources in there to help encourage you in this journey with God, in this new relationship with Jesus. Can we give all of our friends who prayed that prayer a big hand? and a big shout in this place together right now. Praise God for them. Praise God. Because you prayed that prayer, you have the most amazing protection that's on your life. A protection that doesn't just last today or tomorrow or the rest of your life. It, it lasts forever. It's for eternity. Such that you have the security and the confidence of knowing where you're going to go at the end of all this. You're going to be protected at the right hand of God. Amen. Amen. Lastly, and just like I promised, we said that there's uh, uh, something that we want to do together as a church especially for those of you who find that you are dealing with a lot of worry these days, worried about something bad happening to you, worried about you know, that thing that's so uncertain, worried about that, that, that challenge that's in front of you, you don't have a solution for it. I, I want to I join with you today in declaring God's word over your life. Believe that God's word is bigger than your challenge. God's promise is bigger than your problem. And so I want to encourage us, just like Charles Spurgeon, how he recited, received, and declared with faith Psalm 91 in his life. We're going to do that together right now. We're going to use the sword that cuts through the darkness right now as we pray and, and read God's word together. And so I'm going to encourage you, wherever you are right now, if you're able to stand, would you stand with me right now? If you're able to stand, would you stand with me right now? And this is us, just really us really focusing in on what God's word is saying in and over our lives. Psalm 91, we're going to read all 16 verses, and I want you to mean every word of it. Declare it with faith. Receive it with faith, and then I'm going to pray for you. It says this, Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver Deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise God. We're just, let's pray together right now. 
even just now, as we're reading scripture, I just got this picture that for some of you in this place, maybe you're in the hospital and you're watching this right now, or maybe you're in your living room, but it feels like a hospital because it just feels like there's so much sickness around you emotionally or spiritually or even physically right now. And I just, I just, you know, it says he commands his angels concerning you. I just see as if God is placing angels in those places right in the middle of where you are right now to let you know that he is your protector, that he loves you, that he's committed to personally protecting you. And so with that in mind, let me just pray with you together. If there's a burden, if there's a worry, if there's a problem in your life that has been plaguing you, why don't you give that to God right now? Give your burden to God. Come before God without a mask. Be real with him just in your own words. Don't worry about your neighbor. It doesn't concern them. Don't waste this moment. Make the most of this moment. Just give that burden to God right now. He loves you. He's listening. Just talk to God right now from your heart. In your own words, just start talking to God right now. Just do that right now. In your own words, just take half a minute just to talk to God right now. Then I'll pray. Just talk to God right now. Give him that issue. Give him that issue right now. Give that to him right now. He loves you. He loves you. He's here. He's with you. He's your protector. He loves you. That's it. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much that whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That every single one of us who's trusted in you, Jesus, that we get to have and live under the protection of El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty, the Most High, the one who holds all of our lives in your hands. We thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for being our protector, for giving us 24-7 protection that is personal from you to us, that you are the one who hides us in the shadow of your wings. You're the one who comforts us when we're in trouble. You're the one who uses even the hard things, the things we don't expect and don't want. You are committed to even using those things for our good, for your glory, to write a greater story than anything that we could write ourselves. We thank you so much that you're in control. We thank you so much that a thousand may fall at their side, 10,000 at their right hand, but it will not come near them. They will only observe with their eyes because they will find that the Most High is their refuge, such that no harm will befall them. No disaster will come near their tent. We proclaim the blessing of Psalm 91 over every single person here who's got their hands open to you, their heart open to you, their life open to you right now. Thank you, Jesus, for the protection we have in you. We rest in your protection today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout, and let's play together right now. Praise God. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I'll rescue him. I'll protect him for he acknowledges my name. Let's acknowledge the name of Jesus right now. Let's sing this song together. It's a relationship that God, with God that we celebrate today through Jesus Christ. Let's celebrate that right now. Let's, let's, let's respond to God in worship and in praise. And we're going to close off our service soon after that. Let's give God this time right now.
tears You lift me when I fall My life is saved By the mercy of Your grace It doesn't matter where I go You walk with me It doesn't matter when I fall You cover me You wipe away the tears You lift me when I fall My life is safe By the mercy of Your grace You are my Father, Provider You're my Deliverer Your mercies embrace me dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. There is protection over your life. And I want to tell you this, if you receive Jesus Christ today as your Savior, then we want to encourage you to make the most of that decision. One of the things you can do, just like we talked about in terms of declaring that you personally trust in Jesus, one of the great ways you can do that, even in this season, is to get baptized. We'd love to baptize you. Baptism is not a graduation, it's a beginning. It's you simply saying, I'm a sinner who needs a Savior, and I know his name is Jesus. We'd love to baptize you. You can go to mythow.info and click the baptism button for more information on baptism and to sign up to get baptized. We'd love to do that with you. Next thing is, if you 
call Thrive Church your home church and you just believe in the work that God is doing here at Thrive, then it's time to give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. And not only does he add everything we need, but he builds his church through us. And so with that in mind, we are gonna close up our service today. We love you. God loves you. Praise God. The best is yet to come. Have a great start to the week, everybody. We'll see you guys really soon for episode three of Heart at Rest. Sign up for TDS Thrive Disciple School. We'll see you guys really soon. Have a great week, everybody. Love you guys. Thank you, Pastor JB, for today's message. Before I let you guys go, I have a few announcements. If it's your first time here, you are VIP, so please send us on for texting you at 604-285-5770 or visit info, and we'll mail you your very own Thrice Steel water bottle. If you prayed the prayer to receive Jesus Christ into life today, congratulations with a gift package that sends specifically to you, as well as a series of videos that may answer some questions they have about Jesus. Just text BELIEVE at 604-285-5770 or visit info. And if you get the baptized, visit info for more information. Thrive Discipleship School is starting on February the 7th. TDS is an online course to help you build a strong foundation and grow your relationship with God. TDS is completely online. It's really easily accessible. You can do it at your own pace, your own time. So for sign up and for more information, visit info. Did you enjoy this week's message? I invite you to join us here again next week, same place, same time for episode three of our Hearts at Rest message series. This is it for this week. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings. And if you're currently not part of our Thrive Church online community, don't forget to check us out. It's where we stay connected and chat. I hope to see you all here next week at Thrive Church Online.